Hello, 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 everyone. Thank you for joining me for Talking Tuesdays with Carmelita. I am your podcast host, Carmelita McRoy, and I'm so glad you joined me today. Uh, We're going to continue on with season eight, where we're talking about the black family, things that bring the black families down, things that are against the black family, things that are going to help the black family. And today I want to talk about black boys not protected. And when I say black boys not protected, I'm talking about black men as well. Um, why is it in this society right now, always, we can even say right now, we can talk, go back to slavery. Our black boys, our black men have never been protected. They have never been respected, thought of as a human being, or even thought of as a person. Let's keep it clear. Even a black man with money don't mean nothing to this white society. Um, They treat you a little better because of your money, but they talk about you behind your back. They don't let you in in their business deals. They don't let you do anything unless you are so-called coon to them who's doing what they want you to do. Let's make it clear. A lot of these celebrities who you think have a lot of money, they doing good, they this and that. They're answering to a white man somewhere. Somewhere in the Hollywood, in the music industry, at the record label, something that they're doing, a lot of times have sold their soul out to the devil to get where they're going all the time. Still not respected. But a lot of times, a lot of black men deal with things at their job, as a celebrity, as a ball player, whatever, in order to take care of their families, to feed their families. And it's sad because that a black man or, I mean, black people's lives don't mean anything these days. They talk about black lives matter. People get mad when you say black lives matter. But the point is, we already knew white lives matter. So why do we need to tell people? Because they're always at the top. Um, they're always doing other people wrong and they never get prosecuted. They never get reprimanded on jobs for it. It's always that if you say something to them and you're a black woman or a black man, oh, you was just being angry and you're, I felt offended. I'm scared. Whatever the, the lie is that they tell all the time. Yeah, you feel that way because you know how you, you do us, right? Um It's just sad. You know, me as a mom with um, a black son, walking out here every day, my heart beats fast for him. Because I know it's nothing for him not to return alive. It's a blessing every day he can call me and say he's home. And that's not even guaranteed because they police busting houses to kill black people now and say they have a reason to do it. I mean, it's just heartening. I feel for all these moms, Trayvon Martin, Dante Wright, Tamir Rice, Michael Brown, E.J. Bradford, all these people, George Floyd. I mean, he's a grown man, but this this one of them that I feel for these moms, these families, these children who lost their parents, you know, have lost their dads. And we already have a problem with keeping dads in the family and black communities. It's just so sad that this goes on in our community with black men and what can we do i mean we, they talk about us if they come in with a hoodie they say they're a thug or they this and that but white kids have followed the suit they walk around with hoodies all day with hats on their head why do they not look threatening to you because they have a hoodie on but as soon as a black child puts on a hoodie especially black boys put on a hoodie put a hood on top of it and it's Oh, it's got to be threatening. You know, you walk in the stores, you have a hoodie on now. They t- actually can't take the hoodie off. 
I mean, you know, really, we just started doing this because of Trayvon Martin. So now you have made it a stereotype that any black person who has a hoodie on is a threat. No, let's say that you just want to find a way to put something out there for us. Because we see white kids all the time. They love hoodies now. They want to put them on. They want to put their hood on their head. I'm just, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, um, I just had to take a drink there for a minute. I don't know, my mouth is so dry today. But <clears throat> um, um, I was going to have a guest on here today. I wanted uh, someone that was going to come on and talk to us about this. So I hope I can get them before this uh, season is up in eight to talk about uh, our black lives and how they really don't matter in this society. We can go black lives matter all day long. People are just going to get mad because you say it and they're never really going to believe it. They're never going to do anything about it. Um, white black people are always being um they're always being stereotyped by their dress, where they live, what kind of car they drive. And let's get, let's break it down. We as black people in our communities don't make it any better. You know why? Let me tell you. We do the same thing. We come up on a whole bunch of black dudes, we're going to lock our door. I'm going to keep it real. I lock it for a reason because some of them are treacherous. But there are also some white people. I'm going to lock my door on them, too. They're like serial killers from criminal minds. Let's just keep it real. Okay? But we do that in our black communities. Um, a whole bunch of black boys around. We think they're all bad. Some of them just be basketball players. Some of them be straight-A students. We've got to stop doing it in our own communities. But, again, black boys and black men have to stop hurting in our black communities as well in order for this to change. Our black boys and black men, if they're in a car, are stopped because they're black. If there's more than one black person in a car, we got to stop it because it must be something going on. Oh, if there's a black man driving a Mercedes Benz, uh-uh. Uh, no, nah, he ain't got no money. He probably a drug dealer. Let me pull him over. These are the things that we have to deal with as a black America. And it's really sad, especially when they've had, I mean, professional NBA players, professional NFL players who have gotten pulled over frisk about taking to jail and then they find out oh I'm sorry we was getting the wrong person no you know you had the wrong god dang old person you pulled him over until you got his license and you found out he's worth a million dollars and he has no reason to rob anybody or steal anybody or anything else so now you got to let him go yes you you often seen the videos that they've done to several ball players it's ridiculous because you didn't think this black man could drive a Bentley or a Mercedes truck he just had to be a drug dealer it's time out it's time to demand respect for our black men, our black boys. Stand up for them because if they stand up for themselves, they can get killed. We have to start standing up for them. I tell my son all the time, he hate for me to say, he don't want to tell me nothing because he know I'm going to step in, baby. Because I already know that as a black man, they got to watch what they say, how they act. Well, you know what? I'm mama and I'm not. If somebody's coming against you, something going on, because I tell you, I'm going to the, I'm going to the roof of mine, okay? I'm not going to let it slide or anything like that. And it's really sad that we have to be like that about our black men and our black boys. It's sad that mothers have to feel a pumping in their heart every day when their sons leave out, praying that my son's going to turn back in one piece to me. I mean, just think about that. If there's anyone who, out here who's white, who's Mexican, who's Asia, whatever, and you're listening, do you feel that way when your child leaves the house? No, you don't. But black mothers have to feel that beating in the heart 
and praying, Lord, return my son to me today. Put a hedge of protection around him. Don't let anything happen to him. It's really sad. And just like with Kim Potter, uh, who shot Dante Wright, she said she thought it was her taser and it was actually a gun. First of all, you kept pumping it, boom, 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 into him. Uh, I'm afraid a taser don't do that. And a taser, you only push one time. No, you're racist. And then try to act like she was crazy on the stand. Yeah, you crazy, crazy. Think you was going to get away with it, Alpha. I mean, I am all for what people are saying, build our own communities. And it's hard to do that because you know what they're going to do? They're going to do like they did with Black Wall Street. They're going to do like they did with Seneca Village. Um, they're going to tear it down. They're going to try to run us out. They're going to try to find something wrong with it. If we police our own people, have our own communities, our own cities, they're not going to like that. Because you know what they're going to do? This is what they're going to do. We have a black community, black police officers, black stores, everything black right there. You know what they're going to do? White people are going to try to move in. Then if we don't let them in, then, we're gonna, then they're going to try to file a lawsuit against us and say that we're being racist or that we're um, not uh, men, uh, doing our civil rights. I mean, our civil rights, not civil rights, but the uh, First Amendment or, or something with the Constitution. They're going to come up with. Knowing that they come in and move into our communities just to cause havoc. That's, that's basically what they're going to be doing, to cause havoc. But I am for getting some land, getting in some city that's deserted and rebuilding and have a black city. My thing is, unfortunately, um, I hate to say this. We can't let the riffraff in. Sorry. It's going to have to be a working class of people. Look at their background history. I mean, it's just sad to say. Because there has to be healing done in the black community. There has to be um, something done to say that we don't always have to. A lot of time, a lot of them act that way because they're taking a covering for feeling inadequate or inferior. And we have to stop doing that. Wherever we are, just be your full authentic self, unapologetically. But you don't have to hurt other people to do it. You don't have to rob other people to do it. None of that. And so I'm just here to say that um, we got to protect our black men. We have to. We have to protect our black men. We have to protect our black boys. Um, you know, police going around here, they have their cams on, and then we don't get to see the video. Or something happened to the camera and it's broke. And all these things like that that are hurting us. But then eventually it comes out. It comes out. And then we have to think of things here um, where we hurt each other. We've got to stop killing each other. For stupid reason, because most of the time it is for a stupid reason. We've got to stop killing each other for no reason at all. We have to start looking at our own selves and our own communities and how we feel. When we get mad, let's find some other way to deal with our anger and with our hurt and with things that are going on. We have to find another way to deal with it. And so I'm here to say that we have to protect our black men, our black boys. But at the same time, protect them in the black community so that they can be protected outside of the community. Because see, what they look at now is that they feel like that we don't care about each other, that we don't care about ourselves, that we don't care about our boys when we actually do care about them. And so I'm just, I don't know, there's so much I can say about it. I can go on and on. Black lives do matter. And our black men and our black boys' lives matter. And we have got to get to a point where we have to protect them. And there has to be a point of when Police officers who harm unarmed black men, they're going to have to go to jail for it. 
They're going to lose their pension. Come on now, we got to stop hitting their pockets. I bet you if you take their pension every time they shot a black man with no weapon, they're going to stop trying to just go out here and shoot any and everybody. You know, it's just something else. Okay, so in, in Kansas City, well, at least some in Missouri, and I know the people, I know a couple of people who were at this birthday party. They went to a birthday party at a, um, a swimming place. I think it's called, it might be at least some wave or swim pool, whatever. But anyway, they rented out the pool area for a party for these youngsters. Mind you, these youngsters were some people from young people that are like YouTube stars. They're just doing some great things, not carrying guns, not being menaced to society. They get there. The owner sees that they're black and tells them that they can't come in because they don't feel safe. Because you see a group of black boys who are doing well in school, doing what they need to do. You said, I don't feel comfortable now. You don't want them there. That's sad. And I believe she got away with it because they were saying she's probably on. She could say, say who she wants to come there or not. She was giving them their money back. She did not feel safe. That's sad. And I, I don't wish any good on that woman. I hope that that place just goes out, fizzle out. Nobody go back there anymore. Because I've been to that, uh, that wave pool and part before. And it's a lot of black people that go there. It's a lot of black people that patronize that place. So they need to stop going there. We've got to start doing that too. Stop going to places where black people are not welcome. We have to do that. And so I'm not going to get deep into this. We know who have been killed by the police and they have not um, been able to uh, deal the things they've had to deal with. Um, we all have those names down. You can go to uh, Google and look those names up. You can look those names up on any social media. We all know the black men and black boys who have been killed by police and nothing was done about it. Let's start off with Trayvon Martin. That's where it all started. To me, well, there was a lot of black people that got black boys that got killed before that. But when Trayvon Martin got killed and we went to court and that man did not get prosecuted, it was a slap in the face. After that, all white people thought they can just talk to black people any kind of way, shoot them, kill them, and we're not going to jail either. And it did go on for a while. It did go on for a while to George Floyd. And it was like, no, we, we see this one on video, total on video, <laughs> killing this man, murdering this man and enjoying it. That was hurtful for everybody, even white people. We've got to speak up for our black boys and our black men and keep it safe for them. And I know one of the, I, I always say this, either they don't like the fact that white women are dating black men, so they want to get rid of them. They don't like the fact that we get all these mixed kids out here because they hate black people. Um, they hate that black men are stronger than them, smarter than them. Black men are pretty strong. I mean, it's pretty smart. Um, they want to keep us locked, keep them locked up in jail away from their families. Now they're putting out there. They want to make all black men gay. They want to do whatever they can to keep our race from multiplying. And it's sad. So I'm here to tell you, if you have a black boy, you raise him to be a man, a God fear man, because he's going to need the protection of the Lord out here on these streets. Teach him how to make his own money without going out on those streets. Teach him that he can be an entrepreneur. Teach him that he is the cream of the crop. Teach him how to love a black woman. Because that's what we need. 
Teach him that he's a king. And they came and got us because they can mentally draw us in. Whereas even just like now, all these stars who are doing all these things because the white man mentally has them in control with money. And we've got to stop letting them control us. I'm just sitting here thinking about all the lives who have gotten killed. Some people had a cell phone in their hand. Some people had nothing in their hand. Some people was like holding their hands up in the air. Like, what do you want with me? Why are you pulling me over? Why are you stopping me? And they should still get shot. And it's so saddening, so hurtful. But our black boys need to be protected. Uh, before I go, let me tell you about some things here, too. Let's start protecting them in our schools. Tell your sons, have your children come home every day and, hey, how was school today? What went on today? Because people are out here and these white teachers are tearing up our sons in the classroom. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I, they say anything to our kids. They do anything. I had to confront so many teachers all the time about my kids, especially my sons. The number one thing they wanted to do, both of my sons were A students. They were smart. The number one thing they wanted to do to my sons was put them outside the class. No, you're not going to put them outside the class. What you're going to do is send them somewhere with their work. Because what you want to do is keep them in an F, F level, D level, with that work not being done. Because you know they start building jails according to test scores of black males in the third grade. That lets them know how many jails that they need to build and how many criminals they're going to have coming because of the low scores. So what do you think that means? That's why they're not teaching our children. Know what they're teaching your children in school. And don't let them put your child outside that classroom without their work. No, I'm going to do my work. You're going to give me my grade for the work while you're sending my son out there. I'm going to tell you how they used to do my, my sons. And my sons, like one of them, they tried to tell me he had ADHD. No, he doesn't. My son's interested in sports, and that's all he was interested in. That's all they know. Now my son's a totally different person. He's more calm. He calmed down maybe around the end of eighth grade. But you have to give boys time to, to calm down. There are plenty of white boys I see that they act bad. They run bunctions, but y'all not telling them that. Because you don't want their mind running slow. Once they get on that Ritalin and all that, their minds run slow. Can't be at their full capacity, you know. So don't let them t start in the school. That's where they start taking our black boys out is in schools. Don't let them take your black boys out. Stay on it. Ask them what's going on. What are teachers saying to them? What are teachers um, doing to them? I didn't even know till my son told me. He said when he was in um, ninth grade and they told them to tell their dream about what they want to be when they grow up, blah, 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 blah. My son told this uh, one of his teachers he wanted to be an NBA, you know, star, whatever. And she told him, we mean realistic dreams. My son has played all his years of college playing basketball. And he is going to go to the inter play internationally or to the NBA, whichever one that they pull him from. But he is. And I told him, I want you to make sure you uh, address that teacher when you get your first time on television. You let her know. Yeah, it wasn't a real uh, unrealistic dream. Because that's how they cut our kids out. And then when you tell them that, just like a lot of people I've known um, who tell, I know girls in one of my groups with the Atlanta uh, Black Chambers, um, she said that um, the person told her mom she wasn't college material. Hmm. This woman has her Ph.D. now. Okay. So they want to put us down. A lot of times they put us down when they see how high of a level that we are mentally and they want to bring us down. So that's how they cut you down. Don't ever let nobody tell your child what they can't be because our black children are so smart, especially our black boys. 
Stop letting them cut them down early and making them out to be thugs and they ain't nothing but trouble and we're going to sit them outside the classroom. We're not going to let them learn. They make, they're a D student when they know they're an A student. Stick by there. Go by them schools. Let them know I'm here to check on my child. Don't wait till they failing and they go in there acting ghetto. Don't do that. Don't do that. Show up just once a month. Hey, I'm just coming to see what's going on. I just want to eat lunch with them. I'm going to do something. Just show up to know. Let them know I'm here watching you. Because, honey, these little white teachers now are worse than the ones when I was coming along. Some of the ones, the white ones when I was coming along, they cared about just students, people, period. These white ones now, these young ones, they could give a goddamn about black kids and especially black boys. I'm just keeping it real. I know what I've seen. I've worked in the schools. I know what I see. I know how they talk to them. Just like you see these, these um, police officers and security guards at these schools. The first thing happened, a black kid do something, they throwing them to the ground and acting like they some grown-ass people. But you see the white ones, they're going to take them by their arm and just take them to the office. They don't get slammed or nothing. Ooh, just burns me up. Got to protect ours. Got to protect it. Let them know their rights. Let them know a friend, hey, hurry up and record. So I'm going to record it live. I want to make sure something happened to mine that I know I've seen it live. I to tell your friend, record. I'm glad we got phones now. Giddy, yes, kids need the phone to record things that may be happening. Sure do. But guys, thank you for joining me today for Talking Tuesdays with Carmelita. Hey, go to my website, www.carmelitamcroy.org. My mom's success session starts January 2023. You can start registering December 1st. Believe me, if you're a mom who feels stuck, you're making less than $75,000 a year, and you know you need to make more, you need to do more, you're feeling like you're working for paycheck to paycheck, then you need to be taking my class, and you need to be taking it today. Okay? So make sure that you do that. I want to thank you guys for joining me. Till next Tuesday, thank you. Remember to always expect it, believe it, receive it. God bless.